0: Hello everyone, welcome to the next episode of Azure on Air. So today we are going to talk about the final episode of the series Azure Automation. So today we have our very special guest Satish with us who has been traveling with us for this complete series. And we have already completed two episodes on this. And if you want to know more about the two episodes, please check on the episodes available in the website. And before you listen to this episode, we request you to go ahead and listen the first and second episodes to have a continuation continuation of it. So in this episode, we are going to talk about the final part of Azure Automation, which is the process automation. So to to know more about it, I'm giving over to to Satish.
1: Hi everyone. Uh, So today is the last part of the series. We'll be talking about the process automation, which is one of the component uh, in in the Azure Automation. Uh, So basically in the process automation, we can uh, do a lot uh, like any kind of Uh, recurring tasks uh, we would be able to uh, completely handle it uh, from the process automation Uh, let it be uh, you know any of the activities that you want uh, to do it from the on-premise there is something called uh, hybrid worker groups so uh, by using this hybrid worker groups uh, you're creating a a connection uh, from your uh, data center uh, towards the microsoft azure and uh, from there you would be able to uh, your uh, workbooks and uh, trigger your workbooks uh, in multiple ways there are multiple ways to trigger your runbooks uh, like uh, one uh, you can uh, trigger it from an external sources like uh, uh, azure devops or github uh, uh, and then uh, using that source control mechanism you'll be able to uh, create you know uh, jobs uh, like uh, a job can be something from a webhook like wherein you're going to trigger a script uh, that would that is present uh, as a workbook in azure and that script would uh, you know for example create a user in the local active directory or even create a user in the azure active directory so these kind of things you can uh, do it with the process automation imagine your uh, operations team is fully overloaded uh, with a kind of uh, like uh, onboarding the employees uh, you can use this process automation um, by uh, using any kind of a uh, web hook external references where uh, you are saying uh, hey uh, i'm just my hr is uh, entering a field uh, on the portal uh, where the hr is entering new user for example a user uh, called kumar someone is uh, coming and joining so when the H- hr enters the username kumar uh, that uh, particular field would be registered uh, Uh, on the hr database and the hr database can trigger that uh, on the azure devops uh, as one of the webhook external call and that particular azure devops can uh, trigger this uh, workflow in your runbook and that particular runbook can uh, call your on-premise hybrid worker and uh, say uh, uh, hey I have received a request to create the local active directory uh, called Kumar uh, in your uh, data uh, in your domain controller which is running in a data center and that particular domain controller will create an object and also further you can also improvise uh, okay um, please assign uh, office 365 license to Kumar uh, please enable teams to Kumar uh, all these things you would be able to do with the help of uh, the hybrid uh, worker groups Uh, so most of the organization they are uh, effectively utilizing this uh, process automation um, like uh, by using this they would be able to orchestrate the process uh, using multiple languages for example uh, your team is well uh, capable of doing all this uh, uh, scripting with the powershell of course they can very well create uh, powershell runbooks uh, uh, by using the uh, powershell uh, scripting and then uh, this PowerShell uh, script root can be uploaded in the runbooks uh, for example even python uh, if if your team is well capable enough of uh, uh, creating the scripts with python yes they can do it with powershell and python so at the moment uh, uh, you are very well uh, capable of uh, doing and creating the runbooks uh, in the azure automation by two uh, languages which is powershell and python uh, so uh, this is one of the you know very good effectively management of the process uh, using um the azure uh, automation accounts and uh, i can also talk a uh, lot about uh the the jobs like uh, that is also something called jobs uh, so in, in the jobs like you can uh, schedule uh, something uh on, on a timely uh, basis where the uh, this particular uh task can Start on a, a schedule, uh, so it's it's something like a task scheduler which we have uh, on the Windows. The same thing you have also jobs which you can uh, schedule uh, multiple uh, jobs uh, over here. In the runbooks, uh, the 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 best part is like you can completely control this runbook from external sources. Like uh, how do you control that from external sources? It's like uh, when you especially go into the automation account uh, settings. In the automation account settings, you have multiple ways to call uh, the manage the source control, Uh, like there are three ways at the moment. The first one is the uh, Azure DevOps uh, uh, and then the second one is the the, the GitHub repository. And the third one is the team foundation version control, uh, just in case if your uh, organization is still using the team foundation version control and managing the, the repositories there. Uh, you can also still use it. Uh, so the the best part is like uh, yes, your uh, team uh, can have a repository uh, in the GitHub or in the Azure, and that particular repository is maintained with your uh, DevOps team, where they have all the scripts uh, mentioned. Of course, they can have uh, a local uh, branch created, and in the branch uh, they are going to update the scripts and then commit it to the master branch, and that particular master branch would be linked uh, to the uh, Azure Automation account as uh, one of the source uh, webhook call, um, and By doing this way, uh, you know, as an admin also, they really no need to go and, uh, you know, uh, manage this completely from uh, the Azure portal. Also, there is one more important point, which I wanted to tell you. Uh, uh, You can uh, completely uh, manage the credentials with the the managed identity, which is really good because uh, as, uh, you know, uh, admin, when you are doing this from from your laptop you are just going to use a visual studio or, or whatever the interface which you like uh, and then you are uh, going to have a local copy of your uh, clone copy of your master repository uh, And then uh, you would be just having uh, uh, the commit and uh, you you will uh, you are going to uh, manage everything through the system and managed identity where there is no credentials locally uh, stored uh, which is also a very good uh, options uh, uh, especially for uh, uh, managing uh, the, the automation tasks uh, via this way. You can also, by doing this way, you can create a runbook and also import a runbook. Uh, all these uh, kinds are uh, really easy to uh, do this. The source control integration, uh, that's the, the one of the main major benefit of uh, using the source control integration in the Azure automation, which is supporting a single direction of the synchronization. Like It's just simply you are going to support the uh, one, one-way synchronization from your uh, repository and this will help you to keep your runbooks and automation account up to date with the scripts in your github or uh, azure devops that is the best way to uh, go um, especially when you're uh, utilizing the process uh, automation and uh, yes i as i told the azure automation supports the both the system assigned as well as the user assigned managed identity Uh, by using this you're also definitely not storing any credentials locally uh, by uh, doing uh, this kind of uh, task. So basically, you're going to have a branch in the branch where you're going to pull the source files and then you're going to update. uh, And then uh, once uh, it is uh, approved by your managers, it is going to sync to the master. And of course, you'd be having only the master sync to the Azure automation and the master file will uh, update it automatically then. So that is uh, the the best way. Yeah, yeah, there are multiple ways to call the web hook. There are multiple ways to start a runbook. So uh, uh, the, the best way to go, is uh, by using azure devops so in this case it's uh like an external application which is uh, github or uh, the azure devops repos uh, will be sending a http post request and that http post request uh, will uh, uh, will wait for a response and the moment uh, when it receives the response uh, for the content, then it, it is going to simply start the runbook and your automation uh, activities is started. And one best important thing is the client should have a TLS 1.2, uh, which is also secure, right? Uh, you're not uh, uh, doing your uh, uh, like HTTP post uh, call uh, with a legacy protocol. You're just completely secure enough and uh, doing this everything with the TLS 1.2, which is uh, well uh, good enough. Uh, and then your, uh, your environment is completely uh, protected. Uh, it is, uh, you know, uh, utilizing more or less uh, the the same uh, kind of methodology where uh, we saw in the previous uh, podcast series, uh, which we talked where we talked about the update management. Uh, so even in the update management, uh, uh, if you want to update your uh, VMs or a physical machine which is running on your uh, data center. Uh, there is uh, something uh, a very important component uh, which we are talking about the Azure Arc Uh, so this Azure Arc is one of the component which is uh, making the connectivity from your data center towards the Microsoft Azure so here we are also using the same Azure Arc and uh, with that uh, particular uh, Azure Arc uh, you are able to uh, utilize this effectively uh, for your uh, uh, automation uh, for your process automation Uh, so uh, this this will uh, uh, simply enable the automation uh, directly uh, on your uh, on premise tasks whatever you are uh, utilizing uh, for your uh, daily operations um, so i I'm, i in reality i have seen this in uh, you know in production a lot of uh, big organization uh, they are utilizing this for uh, onboarding a user. For example, uh, when a user is joining, uh, that is uh, fed uh, in the HR uh, database. Uh, of course, uh, HR would receive a, a portal uh, where uh, the HR enters the information about the employee, and that information is uh, fed into database of the HR, and that uh, sense uh, and, and that would be sent to the. Uh, Uh, automation um, uh, that would be sent to the repository uh, in uh, in the uh, in the github uh, uh, or uh, in azure uh, wherever you have and that particular uh, repository uh, would have a webhook call request to your automation account and uh, therein uh, it is going to trigger uh, the script which you have it as a workbook in the azure automation account uh, which is a really good you are completely doing it the okay a question might be coming what is the benefit of doing that the main benefit of doing this is first you are doing the process automation uh, and then uh, secondly you are doing this everything in a secured way and finally uh, all these uh uh the, the the source control is fully managed uh, and it it is not it is not exposed uh, for example the credential is not exposed and all this automation is done completely in a secure way tls 1.2 finally you're you're protecting your uh, process automation so that is one of uh, the main benefit of uh, doing this um and uh, by using a single uh, http request uh, you're just enabling an external service to launch a, a runbook uh, for your automation account uh, so that is one of the uh, main benefit uh, so i would uh, also like to tell you one of a few of the limitations like uh, if you're using a webhook to start a python runbook that is not supported at this point uh, point in time but microsoft would definitely uh, come in future to make this support even for python uh, so uh, currently you can do all these tasks with the PowerShell. Like for example, if you're starting a runbook, a Python runbook, uh, it, that would not work. So you should always keep that in mind. Uh, so uh, it's always better to create uh, in PowerShell as of now. Uh, and then uh, that would be uh, helpful. Uh, so. Uh, overall, I would say uh, this Azure Automation can benefit a lot, uh, like uh, for the organization where you can you can utilize it for update management. You can utilize it for inventory, and then even for process automation, you can start um, like uh, from a small task, like uh, uh, even for example, if you want to uh, update a property of a field in the AD object, or if you want to uh, disable a user or enable a user, all all this kind of tasks you can uh, start uh, utilizing. Uh, just pick one use case and then uh, try to make it uh, successful. Um, and then eventually, when you uh, you know build a process around it, and all the all the new uh, onboarding tasks can be effectively managed from here. Yeah, so that is what I wanted to talk about uh, the process automation.
0: So, Satish, on that note, uh, I just have one curious question for you. So, that will be based on how the specific process automation's uh, effect will be there in a business.
1: Okay. So, this is a a very, very good question because uh, uh, the process automation, especially it is uh, over time-consuming task uh, for uh, uh, the operational uh, because... uh, for any kind of uh, an operational task if there is no process around it uh, there are no automation in place then um, it is going to consume a huge amount of time especially for the operation and uh, the team would be heavily overloaded in terms of the uh, handling the operation task Uh, so what is the outcome of this it is going to heavily impact on the innovation uh, part for uh, the entire team Uh, and also, uh, at the end, uh, there is a high possibility the employees might not be satisfied uh, with the job, whatever they are doing, uh, because it's going to be always a recurring task for them. Um, and then uh, they're not uh, being updated or uh, they don't get the opportunity to uh, do uh, the, the new kind of uh, the, the innovative tasks that is coming uh, on the uh, edge. The main benefit of doing this is uh, it is at the end. Effectively uh, increasing the business productivity and also giving a lot of opportunity for the employees to explore the new features and uh, uh, eventually implement them uh, based on the business requirement. So uh, I would say uh, definitely that would uh, help the organization as well as the employees uh, in positive uh, way. Yeah.
0: So uh, having said that, Satish, so we just spoke about three different processes in the uh, complete series, right? The first one was update management, followed by that we had the next process, and now it's process automation in that case which which specific task would require a lot of uh, uh, prerequisite or which specific task is considered to be uh, one of the hectic one in the complete process
1: okay uh, that's a very good question so uh, i would say the process automation uh, definitely uh, needs uh, uh, resource planning and also uh, infrastructure planning because uh, when we are talking about the process automation we are planning to automate something uh, which is uh, uh, you know, uh, already present in our uh, data center and which is already present and running in our uh, environment for quite a long time. Uh, so that could be definitely uh, considered as a legacy. So in order to bring the, the new uh, uh, the automation, which is running on the Azure into a legacy, uh, would always be a challenge. So in that case, uh, we need to prepare our uh, network readiness one. And also we need to prepare the resource, like uh, resource uh, meaning, like who is capable of creating the, Uh, script uh, who is capable of uh, maintaining uh, this uh, as uh, uh, you know uh, who is having the Azure DevOps skills like uh, someone needs to have the the PowerShell scripting knowledge where he would be able to create the workbooks and then uh, that particular workbook should be maintained uh, because uh, when we are talking about process automation yes uh, it is implemented but there should be uh, some person who is capable of doing that uh, for all the process the existing and the new one that is coming into into the business so I would say the process automation is uh, definitely a time-consuming one, but uh, provided, uh, you can start picking up a small uh, small uh, business case like, okay, I wanted to disable the user when he leaves the organization. Uh, let me try uh, uh, with the help of uh, the existing uh, resources. Uh, and then eventually they can also uh, start picking up this and uh, everything would be uh, coming uh, in line uh, in the roadmap. So... I would say the process automation is definitely a time-consuming task in in this case
0: yeah so uh, with the three automations even i got to know that process automation is something that is time consuming but when done uh, properly it would be more effective for the business right so people who are going to choose azure automation what would be your advice for them sadish
1: okay so uh the the best advice for them is uh first you need to classify where uh, your current uh state uh, is in the environment like first you need to classify uh okay if the organization has uh, completely adopted to the cloud strategy or they are still in the on-premise that's the first thing you need to look into it okay if you see uh they are already on on-boarded into uh, the cloud and if you see a few vms which is already running in the cloud yes of course you can go and handle the update management from there. so when you're doing the update management from there uh, you could show that as an example uh, you can say hey i have uh, completely uh, maintained the update management uh, through the automation account and you see the benefit and also you can uh, do the the inventory, uh, you can do the uh, decide state configuration for whatever the cloud resources you already have in your uh, subscription. and uh, by picking up the update management and the configuration management, showing one successful uh, use case that you have completed uh, in the cloud, then uh, it is going to build a confidence uh, to the management. Yes, we would be able to completely uh, handle this for uh, our uh, on-premise environment. Uh, and then eventually you can uh, ex- extend this to your uh, on-premise uh, resources as well so that's the best way to go
0: amazing so uh satish this series was an uh, wonderful uh, experience for me personally like we've come to the end of the series we had a complete knowledge about what azure automation is you started from scratch and you've now um equipped us with all the skills that you have got so thank you so much Satish and uh, to the audience you can just give us a feedback on how the series worked out for you so that we can come up with more series like this thank you so much Satish